Welcome to the Cover Crop Strategies Podcast. I'm Sarah Hill, Associate Editor. This episode of the Cover Crop Strategies Podcast Series is brought to you by GS3 Quality Seed, the distributor of high-quality, trusted cover crop seed brands like Nitro Radish, KB Annual Ryegrass, Super B Facelia, and TNT Vetch. You can learn more about these cover crops and numerous other species at tiltpro.com, as well as find the seed dealer nearest you. That's tiltpro.com. Today, I'd like to introduce Umberto Blanco, a soil scientist with the University of Nebraska. Umberto will be discussing soil compaction and cattle. Welcome to the podcast, Umberto. Thank you, Sarah. Happy to be here. To get us started, uh, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I'm a, a professor here in soil science in the Department of Agronomy and uh, Horticulture at uh, UNL. And I've been doing work on uh, soil compaction, uh, what we call soil physical properties and carbon sequestration and related topics. Very good. So let's go ahead and and jump into our topic for today. Talk to us a a little bit about the the 16-year study that you've done on cattle and soil compaction. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, Yeah, we... uh, looked at uh, how cattle, you know, affects uh, compaction, uh, crop yields, and other uh, ecosystem services um, uh, on a no-till experiment. Uh, It's under corn soybean here in um, uh, eastern Nebraska. Okay, great. So let's kind of talk a little bit about what, are soil ecosystem services. What what is that term and what does that mean? Yeah, that's a phrase that has been used uh, uh, quite a bit recently and it refers to the services that uh, we obtain from soils. You know, for example, uh, climate mitigation. I mean, soils can provide that service, can sequester carbon, and then uh, that can contribute to climate change mitigation. And another example would be uh, soils um, uh, can uh, filter runoff, uh, can filter uh, water that has contaminants, and then therefore it can improve water quality. And also soils are very diverse. Uh, so if we manage um, uh, properly, it can uh, uh, improve biodiversity. So those are the services we're talking about. That. Okay, great. So now in the study that you did, did you see any changes in the soil properties and, and how did that affect uh, the crop's outcomes? Yeah, so we looked at the um, uh, suite of uh, soil health indicators, uh, what we call soil properties. Um, after 16 years of uh, grazing uh, crop residues with cattle, uh, we have not uh, detected a lot of negative effects. Um, uh, we have seen some increases in compaction, and uh, and in terms of corn yield, there was no change, but it, there was a decrease in soy. There was actually an increase in soybean yield with uh, with grazing. So, and um, 
when it uh, comes to soil health or soil biology in this case, there was an improvement with the grazing. So overall, uh, very the small effects of, um, of uh, grazing on soil properties. So kind of digging into that a little bit more, how much of an increase did you see in soybean yields? Would you say bushel wise? Yeah, uh, it was maybe like five bushels, or even less than that. So it was highly variable. We're talking about averages here. This is a 16-year-old experiment. So maybe a 5% increase in other terms uh, on average, but uh, not the, the increase uh, did not happen every year. But uh, when averaged across the 16 years, there was... Um, yeah, the significant increase in soybean yield. And we attributed that to the uh, soil biology because uh, those uh, microbes, microorganisms in the soil will um, improve nutrient cycling. And that can, um, you know, obviously increase soil fertility and then uh, uh, crop yields. Okay. So why was soil compaction the the primary soil ecosystem service that uh, seemed to stand out during during this trial. Yes, yeah, so it's because uh, we are uh, grazing this uh, you know croplands and uh, with um, uh, with cattle. I mean, cattle uh, you know can compact the soil in a similar way to farm equipment, to tractors, for example. So, and uh, obviously it depends on the soil condition, but um, the, the weight of the animal and uh, the, the, the you know, trampling of traffic will um, uh, compress the soil, you know, and then increase uh, uh, the weight of soil per, per uh, volume. So that will result in increased uh, compaction. So that's why we noticed um, some changes in soil compaction, especially in spring grazing and not much in fall grazing. Okay. So now if you had more or less cattle grazing in a field, did you notice higher levels of soil compaction when there were higher numbers of cattle or was there a certain threshold where, um, you know, you'd say that's the sweet spot of the number of cattle you can graze without getting compaction? Yeah. So, yeah, there was um, definitely uh, an effect of what we call uh, the stocking rate or the number of uh, cows um, uh, per acre. Uh, so like in fall, we had, um, uh, I think, less than six um, you know, animal units per month. And then in the spring, we had um, uh, higher, almost uh, double. So then we noticed uh, that uh, the compaction was uh, greater in the spring than in fall. So we attributed that to the increased uh, number of um, animals. And obviously there was an interaction there. Soils are wetter in the spring than in fall. So yeah, then, then definitely there is a, you know, a connection there. You know, the higher the number of animals and then the wetter the soil, the greater the soil compaction. 
Okay. So as I was reading about the, the study that you've been working on, mm-hmm. um, I, I read that grazing cattle on corn residue has a slightly positive impact on soil quality. Can you explain why that might be? Yeah. So a lot of uh, uh, producers, and uh, not everyone, but uh, some think that uh, grazing uh, crop residues with uh, cattle will compact the soil and then that will reduce water flow and then uh, even nutrient uh, flow and to the roots and then in the end that will reduce crop yields. But we know that uh, cows will benefit the soil uh, by uh, returning uh, manure. Manure has a lot of uh, nutrients and um, uh, which can improve actually, you know, what we call soil quality or soil health. So if there is a, a system where um, uh, the number of, um, you know, cows are, are appropriately, you know, managed, then we can improve actually with soil quality with the grazing, you know. So in this case, in our study, we did not graze uh, the you know, croplands for, you know, many months. It was uh, less than uh, 60 days. So that definitely can have a positive uh, impact um, through manure addition. Okay. So would you say that there are areas of the field where maybe soil compaction was worse than others? For example, around the feed trough or the water trough or by the gate or anything like that? Excellent question. Um, We have not measured that uh, in our experiment, uh, you know, but based on literature, what we know is that the compaction um, is um, greater near the water sources, you know, near the water troughs, definitely, because animals will congregate uh, there more than um, in other parts of the field. So that's something that uh, needs to be looked at more. But uh, in short, yes, the compaction will be greater uh, near the uh, water source. Okay. So does the type of soil that's in the field, does that influence how much soil compaction there is? Oh, yeah. Um, for example, uh, clay soils you know, tend to be uh, compacted more than sandy soils because you know, those clay particles um, are easily you know, compressed. And besides, they tend to be wetter. You know, they hold water, more water than sandy soils. So then that's the probably an ideal environment for uh, uh, compaction. So yeah, clay soils uh, would be more compactable than um, uh, sandy soils. And then silt plum soils would be in between. So let's talk a little bit about soil structure and how do you determine what that soil structure is and, and what it looks like? Yeah, so soil structure is uh, obviously related to compaction. Uh, compaction will alter soil structure. Um, so 
there are uh, several uh, methods to assess soil structure. I mean, we can look at uh, how, you know, we use terms like granular, blocky or platy structure. And then the ideal soil is when um, uh, the soil is granular, you know. So then if we have this, uh, you know, uh, large clots and they're hard and so then the roots won't be able to penetrate or water or air won't uh, flow easily. So um, then uh, we do have uh, methods that we use um, in the lab. We do this uh, wet sieving or dry sieving to determine the size of um, the soil aggregate. So in other words, the clots, you know, because soils that... Um, uh, do not have a well-developed structure like sandy soils. I mean, won't have any aggregates and uh, have mostly what we call um, individual, you know, particles or sand particles, but uh, soils that well, are well aggregated, you know, will have this stable aggregate. So we do that um, by wet sieving or dry sieving, but a producer in the field can also assess soil structure by just, looking at um, uh, the soil surface, you know, and then even using a shovel and grabbing a sample and then you see if there's a, a blocky, you know, cloth and uh, maybe laminar or platy structure. I mean, that means that uh, the soil is um, uh, compacted and then the structure is not ideal for uh, crop production. We'll be right back to the podcast, but first I want to thank our sponsor, GS3 Quality Seed, the distributor of high quality, trusted cover crop seed brands like Nitro Radish, KB Annual Ryegrass, Super B Facelia, and TNT Vetch. You can learn more about these cover crops and numerous other species at tiltpro.com, as well as find the seed dealer nearest you. That's tiltpro.com. And now back to the podcast. As I'm sure you are aware, many growers in the Midwest have been dealing with drought this summer compared to some years when it's when we've had uh, very wet um, early summers. Mm -hmm. Does the amount of moisture that's received so whether it's a, a dry year like this year or very, very wet, like 19, does the amount of moisture received impact soil compaction and, and how much soil compaction is done by cattle? Oh, yeah. That's, uh, there is a clear uh, uh, connection between um, uh, the degree of compaction and uh, soil moisture uh, content. The higher the moisture content, the greater the risks for compaction. So in a wet year, on a wet spring, and that soil is, you know, they will be easily compacted than in dry years. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, that's one of the key factors uh, that one needs to keep an eye during grazing. Uh, another factor is the stocking rate, you know, the number of um, animals per acre. And then but the next one is... Uh, uh, the soil moisture. Okay. So if a grower sees rain in the forecast, should they allow cattle to stay in a field or maybe move them to a new field to minimize compaction? Which, which strategy is best? Yeah. So uh, soils that do not have um, 
a lot of residue cover or growing vegetation will be in a more compacted uh, during rain. So yeah, if a producer uh, knows uh, that uh, it's gonna rain in the coming days, I mean, it would be uh, uh, he or she would be better off moving the animals to a field where there is, you know, um, growing vegetation or residues and, uh, but not to a field which uh, has been plowed or disked and where, you know, soil a lot of times is exposed. And then that would be uh, compacted uh, uh, more readily than a, a field with a significant amount of uh, surface um, remaining on the soil surface. So if a grower is monitoring a grazed field, for potential soil compaction, what visual cues should they be looking for? Yeah, so that will depend on the on the soil moisture condition. Uh, if it's you know uh, if it's after rain or a few days after rain, if there are like puddles of water standing on the surface, so there's runoff, right? Or maybe small rills or channels of water. That means that the soil probably is uh, compacted because when the soil is compacted, the large pores of voids, uh, you know, are, are diminished. So then we have, the soil will have only, you know, mostly micropores, which uh, do not uh, allow water infiltration a lot of times so then uh, yeah so if there is a lot of runoff coming off from a field or uh, puddles i mean that's a sign that uh, compaction might be occurring and then when the soil is dry as i mentioned earlier i mean the producer would be looking at um, this the the surface uh, you know if there are a lot of um, um uh, the roughness uh, in um, some cases, um, but uh, the structure, you know, if there's like a large blocks and if we use a shovel and then the shovel cannot even, you know, penetrate into the soil and things like that. So um, comparing with a non-grazed field, that's a good way of doing it. Let's say, um, you know, there's a field that has been grazed and then another field that hasn't been grazed and then and it's easy to compare um, uh, signs of compaction. Okay, great. So another interesting term that I came across when I was reading up on uh, grazing cattle and compaction is pugging. Mm -hmm. Can you explain for our listeners what pugging is and how growers can prevent it? Yeah, so pugging refers to um, this uh, mixing, you know, it's like uh, mixing clay, you know, and it's uh, wet. So, you know, uh, uh, hooves, you know, animal hooves can, you know, mix and, and remold the soil. I mean, they do remold, deform, you know, the soil surface. So, uh, and then that's closely related to, again, to water, you know, pugging is not going to happen when the soil is relatively dry. It will happen when the soil is um, uh, wet or um, what we call above a field capacity. So um, if we see uh, uh, pugs or you know, uh, a lot of roughness, you know, uh, see marks from, uh, you know, uh, 
food imprints and then we were gonna you, know, the, you can pretty much uh, see that there is a lot of pugging so yeah depends on um, uh, on water content and yeah again it uh, pugging refers to mixing or it's like preparing a clay <laughs> so that will uh, really you know degrade the soil structure uh, in the upper you know four or you know five inches so how far down into the soil profile do the effects of pugging go? How, how deep is it affected? Yep. So that will depend uh, on the moisture content again. If the soil is uh, very wet, uh, saturated with water, then uh, the pugging can go as deep as, uh, you know, eight inches. Um, but um, if it's not that dry, uh, let's say an ideal moisture content, but still, you know, the cows are grazing the field. Uh, so most of the time, pugging happens in the upper four inches. So in the upper two and four inches, um, which is quite different from um, uh, farm equipment. I mean, tractors and, you know, farm machinery can compact the soil, you know, down to 12 or even um, 20 inches. But uh, cattle uh, usually compact the soil in the upper four inches. And now if it's, the soil is wet, then pugging can go as, as deep as um, uh, eight inches or so. What management strategies should growers utilize to mitigate soil damage when they're grazing cattle? Uh, so one of the key strategies is the stocking rate. Right, so the stocking rate, uh, the animal units um, per month. Um, so there are recommendations, uh, you know, for each, you know, uh, region. Uh, like here in Nebraska, they you know, say, well, animals should not remove more than twenty percent of residues. So you can pretty much tell in the field. Oh, you know, it seems that animals consumed about, you know, fifteen twenty percent of residues. So I should remove, otherwise it will compact the soil. Right. And then the stocking rate, and then we have to keep an eye on the, on the weather, you know, and it's gonna rain is coming, then we have to remove those animals. So moisture content is another factor. And then as I mentioned earlier, the amount of uh, residue available for grazing uh, be another factor as well. So uh, clay soils would be more susceptible to compaction than, you know, sandy soil. So, but um, the, Stocking rate is number one and followed by um, soil moisture. Very good. So now, it, how would a grower look at a field and determine how much moisture is in the soil? Uh, there are a good number of uh, methods. I mean, we can talk about uh, some sophisticated methods and like sensors and other uh, you know methods available. But if a farmer does not have... Um, um, the, those uh, tools uh, to determine moisture content. Um, uh, what we have done uh, in some cases in the field is just um, uh, by visual observation or appearance, what we call field method, you know, field. So you grab a soil sample and then form a ball. You know, like now if the soil is dry, it's not going to form a ball, you know, it's just the soil fall, you know, apart. Now, if the soil is wet, another extreme, right? The soil is wet. And then you form, you squeeze and form a ball. And then that's going to remain, you know, it's a ball. So that's probably, is, uh, and then now you squeeze it further, then water will drip. 
right? So that means that uh, it's like a sponge, so it's too wet. So you want this, you know, soil that's in between, you know, not too dry and not too wet. So what's the ideal then uh, moisture content? Then if you grab a soil sample and this, the soil should be visually moist and then it should not, you should not see marks on your fingers, you know, with uh, what we call wetness, you know, if there are water films in your fingers after, you know, holding the soil, then the soil probably is a little bit too wet. So, yeah, it's a field method, one of the easiest methods and, uh, you know, um, easier methods to use compared to, you know, other uh, devices that we have. Very good. Well, where can our listeners go for more information about soil compaction and grazing? Yeah, many uh, uh, outlets, but one of the main ones is uh, the Nebraska Extension Publications, uh, which is the extension. Um, the website is extensionpubs.unl.edu. So extensionpubs.unl.edu, which has a lot of information about uh, compaction and the strategies to manage compaction. Great. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks so much for joining us, Umberto. Thank you. Once again, I want to thank our sponsor, GS3 Quality Seed, the distributor of high quality, trusted cover crop seed brands. You can learn more about these cover crops and numerous other species at tiltpro.com, as well as find the seed dealer nearest you. For more information about all things cover crops, visit us online at covercropstrategies.com.